Welcome to the Fit Girl Magic Podcast. If you are ready to find your inner magic, develop great habits, and a rock steady mindset to feel confident, comfortable, and fit in your body, you are in the right place. I am Kim Barnes Jefferson, and I'll be giving you weekly doses of health, fitness, and life tips sprinkled with humor and real talk. If you're ready to be consistent without the stress of perfection, magic makers, it's time to slip into your favorite pair of PJs, grab some coffee, kick back, and listen to today's show. Hey, magic makers, it's this week's iTunes review. Amy W. Fitness says, Kim knows her stuff. Keeps it real on all levels. Five stars. Awesome podcast series on relatable topics that women deal with. Kim's advice, along with her sense of humor, is what everyone needs to find their fit girl magic. Well, thank you so much, Amy W. Fitness. That warms my heart. If you haven't yet left your review, please head over to iTunes or wherever you listen to your podcast and hit rate. And then hopefully it's a five-star hint and leave me a review. Thanks. Okay, magic makers. Uh, Do you ever ever start those days where it is just so many moving parts in your day? Well, it's not even 9.30 and I feel like I have so many moving parts in my day. But I wanted to make sure I got this recording done because Derek, my producer, is like, Kim, move your rump shaker. He's a little bit nicer than that, but, you know, that's the implied Um, email that I got. So here we are, we're in our second week of January. And many of you woke up on January 1st and you told yourself, these are the things I'm going to accomplish. And, you know, maybe you had one thing, maybe you had a hundred things. I don't know. And if you're a lady over 40, we were raised in the go big or go home. If you're a woman who's listening to me, you are an A plus plus with a side of A plus plus person. You want it. You want your results. And you want them right, freaking now. And I feel you, right? Because I'm the same way. And this summer, I did a little journey of self discovery, and I learned some really hard lessons that I am stubborn as fuck. Um, I don't want to change. I enjoy. I enjoy what I was doing. Like what I was doing wasn't not healthy, you know, wasn't, you know, swinging by and eating Big Macs and ice cream sundaes every single day, but something had to change. And if you're right now struggling because you're going back to a diet that you did five years ago, 10 years ago, and it's not working, I I want you to know that it's not you. Your body has changed. And from the time you're 35 years old, you know, no one told us this, and this is something that I know I had to learn the hard way, and maybe you are in the same boat that you are learning this the hard way, that menopause happens, it starts to happen around 35, right? It's that it's that slow creep to what we actually know as menopause. And so, you know, I've shared multiple episodes about menopause, but menopause happens in a day. But it is that prior 10 years that really just like punches us right in the gut. 
And, you know, the results that you get are going to be slower. I remember I was, you know, um, listening to another coach talk and she was like, oh, you know, if you only have more protein, you'll be losing two to three pounds a week. And I'm going to be honest with you, for many women over 40, myself included, if you have been on umpteen diet, that ship has left the station. After your third or fourth diet, your body is like, girlfriend, I know exactly what you're doing and I ain't going to give it to you no more. That's just not how it's going to happen. And I'm not trying to rain on anybody's parade. What I'm trying to say is I want you to get real so that you aren't frustrated. Because if you feel like you're frustrated right now because you're doing all the things, all the things, and you're not getting what you want, it's not you. It could be your approach. And so here's where a coach helps you zoom out. Trust me, you know, a lot of the women who I work with, they know how to diet. They could like win the dieting Olympics, like probably score gold in the dieting Olympics. Ladies, are you ready to revolutionize your daily routine and prove to yourself that you can be consistent? Say hello to Lifestyle 66. It is your ultimate companion for a smoother, steadier, and more sustainable journey towards living a healthy lifestyle. If you are tired of struggling to be consistent, just letting life just get in your way, that's why I created Lifestyle 66. It's here to make weight loss and healthy living effortless. No more intimidating challenges that make you feel like you have to radically shift your life in order to get results. I'm here to offer you realistic and sustainable activities that seamlessly fit into your daily life. Picture yourself 66 days from now, basking in the glow of your remarkable progress without the guilt, without the shame and a big fat smile on your face. Say goodbye to complicated schedules and grueling workouts. It is all about simple, healthy habits that support your genuine progress and sustain that forward momentum. So join Lifestyle 66 today. There is a special offer just for Black Friday and give yourself a chance to find consistency without the struggle. If you are ready to make weight loss effortless, even if you're menopausal, even if you're over 30, today's the day. It's your first step towards taking a more consistent and fulfilling life. So start Lifestyle 66 right now. Grab the link in my bio. However, you don't have perspective when you talk about yourself. It's really easy for you to be like, I've got the protein, I've got the carbs, I'm going vegan, I'm keto, I'm this, I'm this, I'm this. But when it comes to the perspective of, is it freaking working for your body? Is it working for your life? Are you measuring it? How are you stacking up against the goals? How can you bob? How can you weave? That's what a coach does. And for me as a coach, we're probably going to go a lot slower than you want to go. However, my goal is to teach you how to stop dieting so that you no longer have to be out searching, Googling, clicking, scrolling to find said diet is that, you know what? I know how to evolve my diet. I know how to regress my diet. I know how to progress my diet so that I am no longer using the word diet as I'm following said diet. I'm using the word diet as it is in the damn dictionary. This is what I eat. I am not depriving myself. I am not feeling like I need to do all the things because you can't do all the things. You know, it's as a over, you know, overachiever, procrastinist, recovery, 
It's not possible. And the less, the sooner we start beating ourselves up, the sooner we are going to achieve so, so much more, friends, so much more. Um, a woman I follow on Instagram, and she kind of helped me inspire this uh, podcast today. She wrote, no one will coach you more than the voice in your head. And how many of you have that voice in your head that says, you must do more, you must go harder, you must double down, you must, you must, you must, you suck, you're not working hard enough. Like, trust me, the voice in my head is an inner gang member that I have to just be like, girl, pause for a hot second before I go like head first into something that isn't going to be sustainable. You know, um, Many of us know how to diet, but we don't know how to live, right? Especially coming out of the holiday season. You know, so many people are like, oh, I can't resist. I can't do this. I can't do that. And I'm like, you don't know how to live, right? There is a blend. There is a happy balance between getting in the fun foods in your life and living a healthy life without ever uttering the words, oh, this is so shameful. Oh, I shouldn't be eating this. Like, those are words that I don't want to ever hear come out of your mouth anymore, right? Have the cookie. It's okay to have the damn cookie because trust me, when you deny yourself the cookie, you're going to lose your ever loving mind when you have those cookies. Trust me, after years and years of always telling myself, I'm being good, I can't have, telling the chef how to cook my food, trust me, it always came back and punched me in the face about 50 times. And I finally have learned my lesson for the love of God. I finally have learned my lesson. So many of you, yeah, you know how to diet. You know how to diet. Like, like I said, you could be in the Vietnam Olympics. You t and maybe you, some of you will take down this information. You'll write it all down. You're like, yeah, I got this. But where's your accountability? Who is going to say, okay, Sharon, you wrote all this shit down, but are you actually doing it? Are you implementing it each and every day? Or are you trying to sprint to check off all the boxes, but you're so damn exhausted because you can't check up all the damn boxes, right? So where where do you stand? Where's the support when you hit that wall? Where's the support to tell you like, hey, you might be taking on too much. We might need to scale something back. And just because you scale something back doesn't mean you're failing, all right? That, you know, so many of us have this like fatal flaw of like, I'm failing, I'm failing. No, you're not failing. You just found a way that's just not working for you. You know, so many said diets go out there and they're like, here's the list, do or die. And I see it all the time, you know, in Facebook groups that I'm in, people are like, well, I'm following all the rules, right? This isn't a driver's test. Dieting is not a driver's test that if you don't, you know, make the perfect K turn, you are going to fail. You have to learn how to find a way to make food and exercise work for you, work for your life. And I, I always say this, and I'm probably going to do another podcast on it, but if we start to think about our life in seasons, okay? So let's just say winter, you know, just like seasons outside, uh, winter, spring, fall, so forth. Every three-ish months, the seasons roughly change. Let's not even talk about climate change, but let's just say, you know, back in the day. And so we all have different seasons. So I like to really break my year into 90 days. And I can, I can, because we can see, you know, here we are January, but I can see where I'm going to be in March. And I'm like, what's coming up for me January, February, March? Is it a time that I can really like, focus in on my nutrition? Or is it a time that life's just a little cuckoo and it's not possible and I can scale it back or I can accelerate depending on where I am in my stage of life? And so when it comes to, you know, living our best life in our 40s, 
the all or nothing mindset, boom, it has to go. It just has to go. And so if we want to change our body in our 40s, there has to be a plan. You, there's no more winging it. There's no more just flying by the seat of our pants. Trust me, I am a captain winger right here. It doesn't happen. I see it all the time. You know, I, I have a client who is like so hard, wants to be veganish, so hard. And one week she was like sitting there and all she had was just beans all week. And I was like, hey, I'm like, you know, what's up with having the beans all week? And she's like, well, they're healthy. That's not what I was saying. I was saying, even if she was having chicken every single day for every meal, I'm like, can we add a little bit more variety in there so that we can have more micronutrients it, it, it included in our meal? And she's like, oh, you know, you're right, Kim. I just didn't plan especially if you are trying to be veganish or if you are are new to adding more protein into your nutrition there has to be a plan and the plan you know i have a client liza who is just ridiculously methodical about her plan but you don't have to be her but you don't you don't have to be eliza but you don't have to be a lucy and so here's a find that happy balance and so for many people and i'm going to give you some tips here and i'm going to give you tips on how to start to incorporate that but before i go there I want to say that, yes, we have to have a plan, but the plan has to have four pieces. It has to be realistic for you, right? So it's like, we're going to talk about things that as someone who's over 40, really making sure these are part of the plan so that we can really start to think about our hormones. We we don't think about our hormones and that is what's driving the show for you from 35 forward, right? Perimenopause is starting to play you know, a festival of hormones are just starting to just go on its own merry coaster ride and merry coaster, merry go round, <laughs> merry go round. And we have to account for that. You know, it's not that what's happening. Like if I was 25, I could just tell you exactly what to do and the weight would probably come off. But for many of you, it's hard to know. Like it's hard to know. You know, I've had clients who've had zero symptoms of menopause and just that happened to be like, boop, that you know, one day, one 12 months in a day, didn't have a period, boom, menopause, and they sailed through. Others, you know, simple things like stubborn weight loss, right? That's one of the big things that many people come to me with, stubborn weight loss, but then they maybe had a hot flash, or maybe they couldn't sleep, or you know, maybe they had joint issues, right? But that's about it. Where other people, like brain fog, they just can't think. Like, you know, I've had women who are like, you know, Kim, I've literally contemplated quitting my job because I just can't freaking think I'm exhausted all the time. So it's like, you know, you can go from the crippling menopausal symptoms to, like I said, sliding through without a plan in the world, without a, a symptom in the world. And so we first have to say to ourselves, right, what is this plan realistic? Because what I'm thinking about, is this realistic for my life? I'm excited about it. You know, can I wake up every day for, you know, let's say even 90 days, six months, 12 months, can I wake up every day excited to do this? Can I make a plan for it in my life, right? So if it's, um, you know, when I was um, vegan for, I was vegan for about a year, that was, took a lot of freaking planning. I had to cook a lot. And if you're someone who doesn't like to cook, if someone who doesn't like to go to the grocery store, that's going to be a struggle, all right. So I had to be like, oh, like this is, you know, it was a struggle for me. I only I knew it wasn't going to be a way of life for me. I knew it was just a path to help me clear up um, some excess uh, hormonal issues. But I knew it, I, I knew I could not keep this up. It was not a sustainable thing um, for me. Um, 
And so that, you know, I had to make a plan every single week. I knew that I had to make sure that there were groceries in my house so that I had food. I had to, you know, and that's what you have to decide. Like, can we make this plan, you know, for the workouts, for food, for whatever? Can you make a plan for it in your life? And then ultimately, if the if my plan doesn't work, it's really not going to be sustainable for me. So those are the four questions I consistently ask. And I will post, I did a whole podcast about this probably a couple of years ago. And I'll uh, continue, I'll post this in, um, uh, goodness, I will post this uh, in the show notes. All right. So here's the thing. Changing your body requires consistency and flexibility. So what are the the actions, the habits that I can start to form that I can do on a consistent basis? But I also know that I have to build in some flexibility. So that, that, you know, rigid, like these, I must follow this plan. I can't, there's no like wiggle room, right? I'm a big 80-20 person and that you need to factor in times to have ice cream with your kids, have cake on your birthday have a date night with your sweetie. It, those have to be factored in because you want to live your damn life. You know, you don't want to be that person who's like, ah, I got my gallon of water and I got my bag of carrots and life is going to be good. Like that fucking sucks. That, that life sucks. And if you're listening and you're like, oh my God, Kim, yeah, you're absolutely right. That life sucks. Like keep listening. But if you're also on the other spectrum where like every day is like, oh, I'm going to have a little bit of this, a little bit of that, a little bit of this, and you're, you're not adding it up, that's going to catch up with you again. So there's, you know, there's this big wide swath of like, people can always eat to like being stuffed. We could always find things that make us feel guilty, but how do we find that like happy medium? So I always think of things as on a scale of one to 10. One being like strict, 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 I can't have, I can't have. 10 being like, fuck it, it's a party. How do we find that five to seven, right? Living in that five to seven zone where like we can pull it back if we need or we can bump it up, you know, for holidays, birthdays, special occasions, so forth. So honor the menopause, like honor the perimenopausal stage that you are in, because we need to factor in that once you hit 35, that's the decade we start losing muscle mass, right? So that muscle mass, three to 5% every decade we are losing. So we're fighting that natural aging aging process here. And so we want to really make sure that we, we are honoring that. And to honor that, we have to change our eating habits because if I am still doing kind of the same-ish workouts without adding more weight to my whatever strength training program that I'm following, and I see it all the time, and it's funny, every beginning of the month, I, I still teach group fitness classes, so every beginning of the month, I'm like, okay, guys, it's the beginning of the month, you know, don't like, reach for something heavier. Even if you can only do half the amount of reps that we're doing, reach for something heavier, like challenge yourself. If I'm flying through the weights, challenge yourself. And that's going to be paramount for helping fighting that decreasing muscle mass that is coming for you. Because so many people, because it's three to 5%, and if you are someone who's pretty much been consistent with lifting, you're not really going to see it too much in your 40s and your 50s. Where you're going to see it is in your 60s, like your mid to late 60s. If you haven't been keeping up, you're going to be like, why is this a little more flabbier than it was? You know, why am I struggling to lift heavier? Where we start now, let's start packing in that muscle into like the like you know a muscle savings count if you will so that we are not like you know at the 60 in their 60s being like oh damn what happened here 
who, who, you know, how did this back up? You know, because many people look at it and they say it's fat. Muscle does not turn to fat. I'm going to say this 500 times. Muscle does not turn to fat. It is what, what you're seeing is muscle loss. It is showing that muscle loss tone. For all of these people, I want to tone up. What you're seeing is an anti-toned muscle. An untoned muscle is what you are seeing. But you, you're not alone. Like I'm setting the stage here so that you could be like, oh, okay, wow, this is what happens when I turn 40? Yeah, like it's not this like all of a sudden your body gave you the finger because trust me, that's how I felt. But here's how we're going to really, really, really focus on that. And I'm going to say it in a way that's going to really help you figure out how do I, you know, work as work, work, as, work on adding this in without going into that all or nothing space, right? That's the first place I want us to go. So the big thing here is that let's add in more movement outside of our workout, right? This is acts of daily living. And, you know, um, the, I noticed this huge uh, change is that I uh, I had a client, um, Sharon. Sharon was a group fitness instructor and she was teaching like 20 classes a week. Then she switched out of teaching group fitness and she went to a corporate job and she sat for a living. And over the course of a year and a half, she's like, Kim, I'm packing on the weight. Like, what is going on? What is going on? And I was like, okay, let's, you know, let's start to unpack. Like her food was good. This, And then, then I realized she wasn't moving as much, right? As a group fitness instructor, I, I realized this myself during COVID. I was doing like 20, 25,000 steps without even thinking about it a day. It just was what I was. And then I stopped. I just, you know, I told, we were told to sit, sit our asses down. And then I was walking maybe 5,000 steps a day. So just that little small change can add up over time. So I want you to look at like, I'm not asking you to do 20,000 steps a day. I'm saying, look at what you're doing right now. And if you're like, just in a week to say, how many steps am I doing? Just making this number up. If you're doing 5,000 steps, great, awesome. Could I add 1,000 steps? Just a thousand steps. Can I just start with a thousand steps? And, you know, it could be something as simple as fi a 50, adding 15 minutes walking around the block, right? And I know I live in New England and I, that's one of my challenges this year is that I want to add in a few more steps because I'm not teaching as much. I'm doing a little bit more online stuff now. So I'm like, can I add in 15 minutes of movement outside of my workout? And and it's just literally going around the block, right? It, it, it's 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 going to be really, really simple. So can you do that? So that is, and I'm talking, making it so simple, so sustainable that over time, it's going to add up. And one of the big things about when we add these walks, it's good for, it's good for uh, stress reduction, right? Because you're just walking, right? I'm not like trying to like, you know, power walk. I'm just outside walking and you know, plug in your headphones, listen to music, or just be aware of uh, nature in your uh, your your surroundings. The second thing I'm doing, ooh, the second do thing I'm doing here is be more consistent with my vegetables. And so one of the biggest reasons why you want to be more consistent um, with your vegetables is that one, you got the very great micronutrients, right? fibers, uh, antioxidants, and so forth, immune system, approved digestion. But the biggest thing is for women over 40 is the fiber. The fiber content here, one, helps us to remove toxins, right? We poop it out. Two, 
it helps us to pull out the cholesterol and it just as a natural um aging as we naturally age our cholesterol rises and it's not because you're eating i mean unless you're eating beef like seven days a week it's not because you're eating beef it's not because you're eating eggs you know there's plenty of studies out there that are showing that you um the cholesterol doesn't rise because of food that you're eating so it's just a, 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 a our most of our hormones are made from cholesterol because our hormones are getting a little butt wild. That's why a lot of times we see the cholesterol, um, our cholesterol rising. So one of the big ways to help fight that is ha having more fiber. So it's like adding, and can we add in about 25 to 35 grams of fiber into our food and getting that through food. So when people are like, I take a gummy. No, like, can we at least aim for like, 20 to 25 through food and that comes from fibrous vegetables like broccoli cabbage cauliflower and it's sprinkling in here and there you know i'm drinking a protein shake here while i record this podcast and i put in a handful of cauliflower every single time handful of cauliflower um ground meat so whatever i'm making like a ground meat something or another i sprinkle in um there's the, the grocery store that i go to they have like riced um, riced broccoli, riced, um, riced broccoli, riced cauliflower, riced, um, carrots. And it's like a mixture. I throw that into whatever ground meats I'm taking. I make soup. I put in some, you know, riced vegetables into soup just so that I'm finding ways to add in more fiber into my nutrition. So it's like these little small doses of vegetables that don't taste like it. They pretty much don't taste like anything. And now I know for many of you, you're, you're, this is one that I know that if you change this one thing, ah, uh, ha, ha, you would be surprised. Set a bedtime. Set, set a bedtime. It's, and think about trying to get seven to like nine hours of uninterrupted sleep. And to do that, we have to like, I want you to think about what you did for your kids to get them to, to sleep, right? To get your kids to sleep, you literally created a routine for them. It was tubby time and, you know, two or three stories and snuggles and then lights out. Can you create that for yourself? And it like we like we're because we're such a go, 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 go people. Can I find a way to like shift it into lower gear? And, you know, my husband makes fun of me all the time because I have a bedtime routine and do you have one? So many people are like, oh, I just passed out on the couch watching TV. Like, I want you to just kind of like back it out and be like, do I have to pass out on the couch? What's some things that I could do that I find relaxing? You know, one of the things that I, I, and I can give you ideas, but I don't want you to try to recreate mine. Mine works for me because I, I kissed a lot of frogs, but I want you to start thinking about what are things that you find relaxing? You know, um, I've started reading non, uh, meaning reading um, fiction again, and I and I love reading. So it's like for me, it's like I read for ten or twenty minutes before I go to bed, and I physically read on a book. I physically read in a, a, a book. Um, but like, could you do that? Could it be meditation, breath work before before bed? I just got a um, a sauna blanket, and I've started adding like you know. 20 minutes of being in a sauna blanket before I go to bed. Like, what are some of the things that you could do that just, just naturally make you unwind? And it's not 
passing out in front of the TV. And if you're someone who's passing out in front of the TV, maybe you could like set that bedtime. Like, you know, I set, I literally set a timer for everything or I'd be late all the damn time. And so set a timer and say, you know, maybe if you're just passing out, set a timer at 11 o'clock, 10 o'clock, whatever it is, this is when I'm going to go to bed. And you're going to go upstairs, you know, brush your teeth, wash your face. And what, you know, what could you do that will make you just feel relaxed, you know, coloring, you know, um, I have a client who needle points, like what's something that can be relaxing that's not, zo- you know, zoning out in front of the TV? Can you listen? To, could you listen to an audio book? Can you, whatever it is, like think about some things that just you find um, actually relaxing. Maybe it's a bubble bath. Maybe it's taking a hot shower, whatever it is. What can you do to kind of set that like bedtime and like make it a priority? Because trust me, when you get a good night's sleep, oh hot damn you know uh it just it's 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 such a game changer here's where this one a lot it might ruffle um a little feathers is that adjusting your workout routine you know so many women i see it all the time i must go hard i'm working out six seven days a week hard 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 i'm like you know leaving the gym as a puddle. Um, I'm someone who works out at 5 a.m., but I don't get a good night's sleep. But I st- I'm like, but I'm a 5 a.m.er, so I got to go. All right. So here's where I, we have to look at our workout and just say, yeah, two snaps up in a Tic Tac that you have a workout routine. But is that routine working? Okay. Is it working? So I'm going to start first, talk to the people who are currently working out. And then we'll talk about the people who are like kind of working out. So for those of you who are currently have a workout routine, great, awesome, rock on with you by yourself. However, now that we're 40, perimenopause has to be factored in. Hormones have to be factored in. You naturally, like we used to release progesterone like champs. Progesterone and estrogen would come out. Our body would be like, hey, this is good. Time to have a baby. Let's go through the cycle. Now, it's, it's hit or miss. Sometimes estrogen goes, sometimes progesterone goes, sometimes, you know, they both go at the same time, like it's supposed to happen. And sometimes it's just like, Bleep. so uh, our, we don't know this. And I know right now there's a company out there, you know, saying that you can test for menopause. You can't, I'm sorry, you can't. Our hormones are just in too much flux during this time of our, of our lives. So because progesterone isn't going to be produced as consistently as it did in our thirties, you have to account for that. Progesterone buffers cortisol. Cortisol is, and everyone knows this, about 5 million commercials talk about cortisol. So cortisol is what um, comes out as a way to help us do fight or flight. And progesterone helps us buffer that, right? And so if our progesterone isn't coming out as much, cortisol is gonna naturally be higher. Cortisol raises when we are working out. It's just a byproduct of working out. But so if I'm like constantly pressing on that hard, hard, hard button and I don't have progesterone to to temper it, cortisol is just going to always remain a little bit higher. Cortisol also helps us to retain weight because it's, it's looking for a fast energy source, thinking that we are in danger. Even though we're exercising, our body has no, the part of our brain that controls that thinks that we are still living in the caves. Maybe in a hundred years, it'll evolve and maybe realize like we are no longer living in the cave. I don't know. Maybe someone will figure out how to switch, make that switch happen. But till that happens right now, so if we keep pressing on the hit, 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 I challenge you to pull it back. 
if I'm doing HIIT for 30, 40 minutes, I'm not really doing HIIT. I'm doing long, hard cardio is what I'm doing. HIIT is something that is 15 minutes. Like, so I want you to think about it as like a sprint. Think about sprinters. Sprinters like run for like 100 yards, 200 yards, and they're done. They're so gassed that they can't even think about taking another step. That's HIIT. So for those of you who are doing 40 minutes of HIIT, you're not doing HIIT. You're doing long, hard cardio. Sorry, not sorry. So for women over 40, the two things that I'd love to see for your cardio, if you will, 15 minute, 15 minute burst, like boom, 15 minutes, hit it, 15 minutes, hit it two to three times a week, right? Two to three times a week. That's what we're doing. Adding in to, and then adding in strength training that we're doing, lifting heavy weights. Heavy is relative so that the last, whatever you're doing, the last two to three reps feel challenging, but you have that good, you have a, that good form, right? That good form versus I'm lifting and you're sprinting through all the exercises, right? If we're doing 10 reps, you can bang out 10 reps in like two seconds, you know, challenge yourself that the last two to three reps feel challenging, but doable. And we're adding in some type of plyometric move. Now, are we doing burpees? I hate burpees. Let's just be honest, but I'm doing squat jumps. I'm you know, uh, doing squat jumps. I'm doing jumping jacks, jumping rope. So that again, it's really helping me to keep my um, reactive skills going, but it's also helping me put a little bit more um, stress on my bones. And women over 40, as we start to work through there, because estrogen is not produced in the same levels, estrogen is what really helps drive our bone health. And that's why strength training is such a big thing. Um, plyometrics is such a big thing because we want to make sure we have nice, strong bones because, you know, down the line in our 70s and our 80s, it's that, that you know, if we break some type of bone, we lose our mobility. And it just, for a lot of people, it's just like a downhill slide. And I know that's sad and morbid, but I really want us to say, like, I can prevent those things if I start right now getting my shit together. So here's like, we want to focus on building that nice, long, lean muscle. Um, and it's not starting by lifting a Buick. It's not starting by going to a CrossFit class. You know, if you are going to, you know, uh, that orange or orange theory or F45 classes, stay there if you love it. However, build in rest days, two to three rest days every single week. Lift is what the focus is. Lift versus how hard can I go on all of the pieces of cardio? And I, I can't emphasize the rest day. And if you're someone who is that dawn patrol person, you like you having a bedtime is a non-freaking negotiable. You need to get your ass to bed. If you're getting up, at, if you're working out at 5 a.m. and you need to count back, seven hours from getting up at 5 a.m. And if you are not able to get a good night's sleep, you need to re reevaluate that 5 a.m. Now I know some people are like, that's the only time I can work out. I got kids. Get a bedtime. Like That's it. Like, have a bedtime. I challenge you to have a bedtime. And then I have people who are like, oh, I don't like to work out on the weekends. And it's like, well, have a bedtime, right? Like, you, like you're making it harder than it has to be. And I know people are going to come at me about that, but I'm like, are you really like, like if I argue for my limitations, I will keep them. And I learned that the hard way this year. Like I had a lot of limitations that I didn't realize I had, but I want you to take a step back. 
take a step back. Like how much of an effective workout are you getting if you are dead dog tired all the damn time? Is it just to have that like badge on your shoulder or do you want an effective workout that is literally going to change you? Because I want you to take a picture on on the beginning of month one, take a picture in the beginning of month two and take a picture in the beginning of month three. If there is no changes in your body and you just keep doing the same thing you're doing, insanity, insanity. And, you know, hard facts, lessons have to be learned. Or guess what? You're always going to be like, why come? How come? I'm going to eat less. Like, I'm not, I'm going to just go harder at the gym. Well, come on, folks. Sometimes it's the simple things. Two things that if most women paid attention to, stress and sleep, damn, many things would change for them. But so many of us are like, this is just how my life is. I'm supposed to be stressed to the max. Uh, I should always be exhausted. Think about it. How many times have you went up to a friend and you're like, hey, Susie, how's it going? Oh, busy. Ah, exhausted. Ah, stress. How many people are like, oh, I got such a good night's sleep last night. Stress? What the hell is that? Busy. Oof, I have boundaries. I'll say no. How many people say that to you? Nobody. 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 So maybe you're that girl who'll be like, too, you're like, you know, got a good night's sleep last night, got a sleep score of 90. How you doing? My readiness score was ready to go. Right? How many of you can say that versus many people are like, oh, I'm so exhausted, but I'm here. I made it. There's no fucking badge. No one's giving you a Mercedes that you did a tired workout. Because if they give you a Mercedes for doing a tired workout, my ass would be at the gym at 5 a.m. But there's no badge. Like there's no Girl Scout merit badge for this shit. So honor your body, friends. Honor your body. Like going to the gym seven days a week. Yeah, that ship sailed back when you were 21. Doubles, bah, that ship sailed. Quality workout is where we are headed. All right, I think I've beaten my dead horse. So here's where we, we consistency, right? Uh, the big thing that I'm working with on my clients is what can you do to be consistent? And consistency is different for everybody else. And I know that, you know, you see this laundry list of like, here are the 20 things I have to do. What can you be consistent with? Take a look at that 20 list. What can you be consistent with, right? Because it's like, the biggest thing that I can tell anyone is that there has to be a plan. I, 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 I just can't tell you how hard it is to be a plan because especially for your food too. Um, because so many people are like, oh my God, Kim, the day got away from me. The day will always get away from you. It will always get away from you without a plan. And the, one of the biggest things that, I, that I'm working on this year is adding two two. I've had a non-negotiables for probably the past 10 years. And now I'm, I'm adding on to that. And so I'm making sure I get at least 160 grams of protein. And I'm making sure that I get four cups of vegetables every single day into my nutrition. And so to do that, I sit down every Sunday and I write out what the hell am I am I eating? Right? This is this is what I'm, this is what I'm eating. And it helps me one to go to the grocery store, and make sure I have stuff in my house. Like I'm not that person who goes to the grocery store every day. I can't. Like I just I just I can't. So once a week, I sit down like, this is what I'm having. Second thing I do is that the night before I put in what I'm eating the next day. And I roughly eat the same pattern most of the time. You know, breakfast, I have a protein shake and I pretty much put the same shit in it every single week or, or every single day. You know, I change around a couple of things. Lunch, 
I have a big ass salad every single day. Every single day, I have a big ass salad. And and every you know every week, I might shift a few things in it, but ninety percent of the time, it's the same shit. Um, for depending if I'm working, I will throw in like a protein shake or a protein bar. You know, then um, I have dinner. Most dinners, I have a protein and a veg. Like that's the cadence of my meals. That's what I typically have from time to time. If I get a little bit, uh, if I have like a heavier lift, I'll throw in an extra yogurt or an extra cottage cheese with some fruit. But that's pretty much the bulk of my meals. And I think most of you, you know, if you're anything like my clients, you fall into the same rhythm. You know, when I pull up a check-in from a client and I, I see Mary, I'm like, okay, you know, this is kind of what Mary normally eats. And I don't know, I just have this weird memory about people's food. And I'll be like, okay, you know, Mary usually has like this egg bake that she makes or she'll have an oatmeal um, and then she'll have uh, some chicken sausage and some brown rice and some spinach. And then she will have some um, sweet potato and some chicken and some broccoli, right? And then then that's pretty much what Mary will eat from time to time. She'll mix up and have in some blueberries or she'll throw in a Greek yogurt here or there. But that's pretty much what Mary eats. So if we think about many of us eat that way, but it's like really sitting down and training ourselves to be like, what are we having tomorrow? And it could even be on a damn piece of paper. Like it doesn't have to be in an app, like whatever floats your boat. And if you're like, Kim, tracking my food makes me crazy. Great, fine. I'm not trying to make you crazy. Then literally like, what are you trying to change? So I'm working on changing my body composition. So for me, it's protein and veg is where my mind is. So even if I just put in my protein, right? Just write down what are the things for protein that I'm going to eat? Boom, that's, that's, I, I, then I'm good, right? Just write down the protein and then everything else will fall into place. Um, if I'm trying to make sure I get into more vegetables, we're just writing down the vegetables I'm going to have the next day and making sure it gets a place, right? Right. Into, you know, making sure I have vegetables in the house, right? Those are the things that are going to give us those consistency. Those are the, those, the tips, the habits that are going to really help us drive this home. And instead of us kind of the, trying to write it all down, you know, this the last piece I gave you is the gold plan. Planning is the gold. The gold. Can I make a plan? What does my plan look like? And if you're struggling with making a plan, do me a favor. Raise your hand. I want to help you. Like you are not alone if you can't make a plan, and that's okay. So, one of the ways I can help you create a plan is I, I've created this program called Lifestyle Sixty Six. In the 66 days of you just kind of trying to really build on great, simple habits, getting back to the basics, learning what that means for you, and just kind of picking and checking off for 66 days. And I promise you, after 66 days, you'll be like, you'll look back, you'll be like, damn, look at me go. I got this. I'm going to be an absolute rock star because I know that you cannot be an absolute rock star. But some of us over 40, we got to break some of those like that bad, those bad habits that we learned. And it's not going to be overnight. You're not going to drop 500 pounds in five days. But you're going to learn some habits that are going to teach you how to not be on a diet all the damn time. And so if that's something that you want to go for, do me a favor. Um, check the link in the show notes because that is where the, the, the where, that's where the money is. That's where the weight loss is. That's where the maintenance is. That's where the sustainability is. So if that's what you're looking for. That's going to be a jam for 2024. Do me a favor, drop down at the, the show notes and grab it right now. All right, magic makers, 
here we are. Bring it on. We got this. Enjoy the rest of your day. Thank you for listening to the Fit Girl Magic Podcast. If you've made it this far, yay. I'm thinking you enjoyed the show. Let's continue the conversation on Instagram. You can find me at Kim Jefferson Coach. In order for me to keep sharing this message, do me a favor and leave me a five-star review on iTunes. While you're there, don't forget to subscribe so that you won't miss an episode. New episodes are available every Wednesday. The Fit Girl Magic Podcast is intended to provide you with tips, tools, and strategies that will help you make better decisions about your health. I really appreciate your feedback and your support. Thank you so much. Thank you.